the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So this past Thursday, and even now today, our church has been celebrating the feast of the ascension of our Lord Jesus into heaven. Now when we think about the ascension, we usually think about it in, in terms of like a geographical thing. Like Jesus went from like the east side to the west side. I don't know, right? Or like, you know, he like flew through like all of the different stars and he passed like Saturn and Pluto and then like finally like passed all of the galaxies and then he entered into like this place called heaven. That's actually wrong. <laughs> Because uh, heaven is not a physical place that you kind of just, uh, that you can just like get on Delta and just like fly to, okay? Heaven is in a different realm that has a physical part to it and a non-physical part to it. Now, ask me how that is. I do not know because I'm not God. However, Jesus enters into this spiritual realm that is beyond space and time. He's not bound by space or time. Now, when we think that Jesus goes into, the, into heaven, it's almost as if like we lost him, like he's gone. However, when he enters into heaven, heaven is actually one in some way mystically with, her, with earth. So when Jesus enters heaven, he enters a place beyond space and time so that he can be present at all space and time. So that really, he, he's not like stuck on the west side and like the east siders can't meet him, right? So that he's not like stuck in Rome, like the Pope, right? Everybody would like to see the Pope. You, how could we all see the Pope? How would we all be able to reach Jesus if he would have remained in his human manner on earth? And many of us think that it would be easier, it would be better if Jesus would have stayed here in his human manner. However, Jesus enters heaven for us so that he can be present to us and in us and through us. Now, Jesus doesn't want to just be like present with us. He wants to literally live in us to make himself present to the whole entire world through us. What else Jesus did when he entered into heaven was he took our human nature and he brought it into heaven which means that Jesus has elevated our human nature. He's made our human nature on the level of the divine. So now our humanity, our human nature, has been, has been elevated so that now we don't need to be like animals. We don't need to live instinctually by our passions. We can live like God. We have the capability to live divine life, to live like God. Any idea how this divine nature that we received in Jesus' ascension, how is this applied to each and every one of us? Anybody have any idea? Baptism. Very good. Through baptism. Through baptism, each and every one of us have been given a new nature, a divine nature, so that we can live like God. Now, many of us don't realize that with this divine nature, is a call. There's a mission that because we've been baptized, that we have a specific mission and a call that's not just for priests and nuns. Jesus says today that if we believe and if we're baptized and we believe that we need to actually live out the gospel, 
That this mission is not just for priests, it's for every one of us who say we believe. That Jesus wants to use my life to make his gospel and to give witness to his gospel, to make it known in this world. So whether or not you're a doctor or, you know, in your, in your practice, Jesus wants you to use your practice to preach the gospel, to make his gospel known. If you're, if you're just you're a stay-at-home parent, he wants you to, to make the gospel known through your parenting. Whatever walk of life that you're living right now, Jesus wants you to use that, especially marriages today. Jesus needs holy marriages today, and he wants to use a holy marriage, your holy marriage, to make his gospel known, to preach the gospel. And now, many of us might be thinking, well, I don't really know. Like, that, that sounds kind of like it's more for, like, the nuns and the priests. But Jesus really, he upbraids us. He scolds us when we think this way. Because the apostles, even though they witnessed and they saw Jesus resurrected, there still was disbelief in them. Jesus today, he's, he's in a way, he's upbraiding us and he's saying, you've been baptized and I've chosen you. You don't need to be qualified. There's no qualification. There's no like, well, you need to study theology and then study philosophy, theology and philosophy, and then you'll be good enough. No. We don't need a doctrine. We don't need, we don't need any of that. All we need is to believe and to accept and to receive the mission and to live it out. So really, Jesus is giving us all this mission, but it's going to look different for each and every one of us, and it's going to come out in a different way. It's going, to, it's going to be manifested in a different way. But the question is, do we believe that? Do we want to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ? Or do I, like, it, does that sound weird and awkward? Or does that sound like, you know, like, that's not for me? Well, if you're baptized... It's for you. It's for you. It's for each and every one of us. So Jesus actually, he says that if you're going to believe in me, we're here because we believe in Jesus, right? He says, if you're going to believe in me, then these are the acts, these are the, the signs that will accompany those who actually believe. We can say we believe all we want. We can be baptized. We can do the sign of the cross. That's all nice and cute and dandy. But Jesus says that there will be signs that will come with those who actually believe and are living out the gospel. The very first sign is that he says that, he says, go into the whole world and preach the gospel message. Preach. Nah, Father, I don't like to be a preacher. I don't like preaching. Like, I, don't, I can't even stand people who preach to me. Have you ever scolded somebody for preaching to you? Like, don't preach to me. I don't need you to preach to me. Have you ever been annoyed by somebody who preaches to you? The problem's with us, not with the preacher. We're all called to preach. And many people tell me, well, Father, I preach, you know, like, I say to people, God bless you. Like, have a blessed day. That's not preaching the gospel. Father, I, I do nice things for people. I, I, I serve. That's, yeah. That's not preaching the gospel. My brothers and sisters, preaching the gospel is literally preaching exactly who Jesus is. This is how you preach the gospel. It's very simple. 
Jesus loves you. He loves you so much that he died for you so that you can have eternal life. That's the gospel message. And if you've never said that to anybody, then you've never preached the gospel. Have you ever sat on a plane and and maybe you pulled out a rosary, you pulled out a a book or a Bible, and you felt like you wanted to share, you wanted to talk to somebody about Jesus, or they asked you a question, and you were too afraid because you really don't believe. You're just kind of going through the motions. You're embarrassed. You're not convinced. Jesus says, you have to preach the gospel. And now, my brothers and sisters, Preaching the gospel has power in and of itself. The word itself has power. It doesn't depend on me. It doesn't depend on you. The word itself, that message alone can change somebody's whole entire life if we're willing to preach it, if we're willing to be that witness. If we're not afraid, if we're not ashamed of the gospel, then we'll preach it and we'll preach it boldly. And that love that we preach it with, that will change someone's life. So are we preaching today? Don't be afraid. If you preach, you're going to be scolded. People are going to make fun of you. Oh, you're the priest. Oh, oh now all of a sudden you want to be a maser? All of a sudden you want to be a priest? You know what? I'm not ashamed. You want to make fun of me? Make fun of me, you're making fun of Jesus. That's how you answer that. You want to be mad at me? Be mad at Jesus. But I'm going to preach. The second thing that Jesus says is that You will cast out demons. We will cast out demons. Now, I'm not saying that we're all exorcists here, okay? (laughs) We're not all exorcists. I myself am not even an exorcist. However, by virtue of my baptism, I can use the authority that's been given to me in my baptism to cast out Satan. What's really cool about this is that if you, if you read the, the gospel, in today's gospel, it says that Mary Magdalene, in whom seven demons were casted out of her. These seven demons, they symbolize the seven deadly sins. Lust, greed, envy, pride, sloth. You fill in, fill in the blank. All of us struggle with some of these, or all of these. There's nothing to be ashamed of. However, we have power, we have dynamite, we have nuclear weapon against Satan. Satan is actually, he just has a loud bark. He's kind of like a little chihuahua. He just like has a really, really loud bark and he really knows how to intimidate us and scare us, but he really has no power over us. How many of us today call upon the name of Jesus when we experience a temptation? A lustful thought, a jealous thought, a prideful thought or feeling. How many of us call on the name of Jesus? Today, St. Paul says in his letter, he says that at the name of Jesus, every single knee in heaven, on the earth, and under the earth, meaning in hell, bows to the name of Jesus. That means that when I call on the name of Jesus, all of heaven bows. Right now, I just said his name. All of, all of heaven and all of hell bowed. Right now. So that when I'm having a lustful thought, or I'm having an, an envious thought, I can say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you, spirit of lust. Be gone. And guess what? In that moment, the spirit that's working behind our lustful thoughts and feelings has to literally bow to Jesus. Talk about nuclear weapons, 
Now that's nuclear weapon right there. Jesus, just saying his name, calling upon his name, has power and authority to cast out demons. And if you know that somebody's going through something, like for example, a friend comes to you and says, you know what, I'm having so much anxiety and so much fear right now. All you need to do with that person is just simply lead them in a prayer. Now, I'm not saying you cast it out, okay? You don't go to your mother-in-law and just start casting out demons from her, okay? I know a lot, of, a lot of women out there want to cast out demons from their mamas, okay? Mother-in-laws, okay? I get it, okay? You don't do that, okay? You lead the person into casting out the demon for themselves. So, for example, you say to that person, just say this after me. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke the spirit of anxiety. I rebuke the spirit of anxiety. Done. God is alive. Jesus is alive today. He's ascended into heaven, but His Spirit is alive in each and every one of us. We have nuclear weapons. Are we using them? Because if not, we're going to be defeated by the evil one. The third thing that Jesus says that will accompany those of us who believe is that we will place our hands on the sick and they will be healed. How many of us, how many of us have been bold enough to walk up to a person who is feeling sick or has an illness and place your hand on them and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command your arm, your cancer to be gone, your, your arm to be healed, your ligaments to be healed. How many of us have the boldness and the faith to do that? Because if we really believe in Jesus, he says it. He says, you'll place your hands, they will be healed. Many people are not being healed today. I'm not saying all, but many people are not being healed today because of the lack of faith. Now, it's not every single situation. But our faith, really, we can activate the power of God if we truly believe that God wants to heal and that He's healing today. It's not about me. It's not about a person. It's about God. It's about Jesus' power. It's about Him wanting to just use us in that moment. We're simply an instrument in that moment. And if we say the words, it's on him. And if they're healed, great, praise God. And if they're not healed, praise God, that's on him. It's not on me. I'm just a messenger. But are we the messengers? Are we witnessing? Or are we ashamed? Or are we cowards? Have we grown cold in our faith? Are we just dry in our faith? Are we just going through the motions? Jesus doesn't want us to go through the motions. He wants us to be alive in his spirit. He wants us to bring the gospel alive. And when we do these signs, the gospel comes alive. The problem, my brothers and sisters, in the world today is not a political problem. It's not the political party. It's not the liberals. It's not the crazies that are out there. You know what the problem in the world today is? It's us. It's us Christians. It's us Catholics and Christians who live out our faith only by name and not by action. It's us Catholics who act a certain way and say a certain thing and do a certain thing. That's the problem. So today, if we're going to really truly call ourselves Catholics, Christians, followers of Jesus, we have to demonstrate it. We have to live it out. Are, am I, do I sound crazy? Y'all believe this? You believe this? Yes, thank you. You're bold. You said yes. You're bold. We should not be afraid. We should not be ashamed of the gospel. And when, we, when we're literally living out the gospel... We're going to see the world change before our eyes. People, situations, things will change around us. But we have to be willing and we have to be witnesses. We have to act it out 
and live it out. So today, let us live the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.